What kind of father is God? And what does it mean to be a child of God? As a child of God, why do I sometimes experience disappointment? And could it be that I may need to change the way that I think? Those are some of the questions that we're going to be answering on today's episode of the Rekindle Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Rekindle Podcast. You know, here we are all about helping you unlock your God-given potential by helping you discover your story so that you can live the God-created best life. Our goal is to provide you with great content um, in podcasts of 20 to 30 minutes apiece every single Tuesday. So you can be looking forward to that. Every single Tuesday, we're going to be dropping new episodes. Well, today we're going to be starting a new series all about identity. And I believe identity is very important because it is through identity, which we find out who we really are in Jesus. And because we dis- we know that and we have discovered that, we can now live a full life the full life, the blessed life that God has called for us to live. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about, I am a child of God. And what does that mean? We're going to dive right in here. John chapter 1, verse 12. This is in the New Living Translation. I'd like to read this scripture to you. And from here, we're going to uh, begin this conversation about what it looks like to be a child of God. And some of the things that come with that. But this is, again, John 1.12, and it reads like this. But to all who believed him and accepted him, him being Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. So God has given you and I that right. And because of Jesus Christ and the work he did on the cross, he has given us that right, even You could even say like this, given us the opportunity to become his children. And as his children, he accepts us as uh, as our father. And, you know, even Jesus said this in another uh, scripture um, in John. He said, no one comes to the father except through me. So we we know that it is through relationship with Jesus that we enter into relationship right with the Lord become children of God, and a family dynamic takes place. And God, he's an amazing and a loving father. If it, You know, uh, Jesus said in another uh, place, he said, who, who, have you hear, who, uh, who have you here give your children stones when they ask for bread, right? He says, no one. So if you give good gifts to your children and you're considered evil, how much more? Does our Heavenly Father care for us and give to us? So the Bible paints this really beautiful picture of who God is and who He is in relationship with us as our Father. And so we know that, and I think that is uh, it's true. I'm sure all of us, I believe all of us who are even listening to this today, we have had experiences with the goodness of God on very many different levels And we believe this deep down inside. God is a very good father. But there's always the but, right? That doesn't necessarily exempt us 
from hardship or heartache, going through a tough time. And it's in those tough times that sometimes can bring up a different question. Even some of these questions that we talked about right here at the beginning. You know, what kind of father is God really if I'm experiencing disappointment? Or as a child of God, what does that mean for me? And what I'm going through in my situation. You know, sometimes God doesn't come through exactly the way we want him to. We all have that outcome, right? We found ourselves in a situation in a place where, God, we were praying and and believing, pleading with the Lord to come through in a specific way for us so we can see and have the victory. But it doesn't always come out that way. Or maybe it's something something you're dealing with today that you've been dealing with for quite some time. You can you have continued to pray and ask God to help you in this area, to deliver you from this situation or a relationship, and it still hasn't happened. And sometimes those things can lead us to believe differently about God and even ask some deeper and harder questions. So what happens when God doesn't come through like we think he should? Like we think a father should. Even even better yet, like we think a heavenly father should. You know, those are real questions. I went through a, a season uh, about two years ago that was a pretty tough season for my wife and I, me and Alejandra and our and our kids. We had you know, we had a move to Wichita Falls learning things, trying to get to know the, the city, adapting to our new jobs, different things like that. And and we went through a little bout where, you know, we only had our oldest two at the time, Annabelle and Salem. And we went through a little season there where our kids were constantly getting sick. It seemed like it was one thing after another. And for a period of about maybe four to six months, it was just every 30 days something was going on. It was a, a strep throat or maybe an ear infection, um, allergies, you know, just different things. It always seemed to be something. And it was continuous. So every 30 days it was something new. And I remember in this season when my kids would get sick, I would always pray over them, you know, because I believe in the power of prayer and healing and Holy Spirit still doing that work today. And I would pray over them and believe God for them to be healed. But it was a reoccurring thing. And so I started to have this this uh, war on the inside about, God, why are we going through this? What's going on? Why are we experiencing experiencing this consistently? I, I don't believe this is what you want for me and my family or for my kids. And throughout that conversation, God wasn't showing up like I thought he should. You know, if I believe in healing, then my children fall ill to something like an ear infection or high fevers, different things like that. Then if I lay my hands on them and pray for them, they should be healed, right? And I, this, this conversation, uh, conversation was ramping up and ramping up and and eventually it led to some really hard questions that I began to ask for myself like, God, where are you? Where are you in all of this? You know, I like to believe you're here with me because your word tells me you don't leave me or forsake me. But in this moment, in this situation, in this season with my children, I feel alone. 
and the disappointment I experienced in this season led me to begin to believe some lies that the enemy was telling me. Lies like, God doesn't love my family as much as I do. Or lies like, I'm going to have to do this on my own. I'm going to have to care for my family on my, my, on my own. And I remember having vivid conversations with the Lord in prayer, you know, telling him, God, you know, I, be, I feel like I'd care for my family more than you do. So where are you in all this? I really feel alone here, you know. And as I began to believe these lies, I started to notice a shift in my thinking. On the deep inside, I, I believed that I was a child of God. I mean, after all, that's what I'm telling people, encouraging people, pastoring people, counseling people. You're a child of God. He loves you. He's there for you. He's good for you. But in my own world, I was experiencing disappointment. And it began to bring about a, an opposite mentality, way of thinking. Instead of thinking like a son, I began to to think more like an orphan, like I was on my own. I had to fend for myself. I had to make things happen on my own because God wasn't doing it for me. And so this orphan mindset took place in my thinking, and it began to just wreak havoc on my relationship with the Lord. Because if I'm a child of God and I'm not an orphan, then I shouldn't be thinking this way. I shouldn't be feeling this way. So there's something going on. Something is, there's a great divide. On one side is orphan thinking. The other one is, on the other side is thinking like a, like a son of God. But there's this great divide here. And I didn't know exactly what that was. But in my mind, I kept thinking, I have to cross that bridge. I can't stay here like this. Because I knew deep down inside, though I did have this disappointment, this wasn't the life that God was calling me to live. This wasn't the mindset he, was, uh, he had for me to take, to think through, right? This wasn't the lens or the perspective that he had given me to view life and to view our relationship. It was a really serious thing. And I believe that divide that I'm talking about there, it was, it's a place full of doubt and fear. And even realizing when I look back on it, uh, even discovering a lack of trust in him. And it, this divide was just widening. Or, or, yeah, I think you said that right. Widening and widening even more. And I found it, 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 it started to put a wedge between me and the Lord in such a way that I was at odds with him. And I had to reconcile this thing because it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. And so as I, as I started to approach this and ask God about this and, and, and just have frank conversations with him, and you know you can do that because, after all, I really believe that's what God wants, just to be honest with him, to share everything with him, to lean on him. And I remember vividly what the Lord told me in that season. He said, Justin, do you really trust me? Do you really trust me? Even when things aren't going the way you would see them or the way you think they should go, do you really believe that I am working all things out for your good? And so I figured out that in that season, the only way to get from, to stop from thinking like an orphan, 
to stop this mindset that I have adopted because of the lies that I have been believing that the enemy has been telling me about God. If I'm going to stop operating in that and start operating in the thinking like a son and walking in my inheritance and who God has called me to be, the only way I am going to cross that bridge, the only way I'm going to get to the other side is to cross the bridge and the bridge was trust. Trust in him. Not trust like we would say, Oh, let's trust the Lord for this, uh, for maybe uh, this, I don't know, this job that I'm wanting. Or I'm going to trust God for this raise that I'm asking for at work. Or, You know, sometimes I think trusting in God for some of those lighter things, yes, absolutely. But even trusting in God that, okay, maybe my current circumstances and situation, God is leading me through this for a reason, to see something different. And maybe he's calling me to trust him in that. And so that was that bridge that I know I needed to cross. I want to read you another scripture. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 16. And this is out of the, uh, the Passion Translation. It's really good. But uh, it says this, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. Friend, that's our truth right there. We are God's beloved children. That is the reason. This very scripture is the reason why we can trust him. That was the reason why in that time I could trust God with what I was going through with my kids. Because at the end of the day, regardless what happened, I am God's beloved son. You are God's beloved son or daughter. He cares for you. He really does. Even though you're walking through some hard things, he is there for you, preparing a way for you, even though it doesn't seem that way. But when we understand this truth, when we understand what his word is saying right here, the Holy Spirit manifests, makes God's fatherhood real to us through this truth, through realizing that he does love us and he does care for us. So, in crossing that bridge, how do we do that? Well, let me tell you, we have to shift our perspective. Because all we can see is this daunting situation that we can't seem to get over. The situation in which we feel like God has left us, maybe abandoned us, orphaned us, right? But the truth is, is he's still there. So then, if I'm going through this and he's walking this out with me, then we have to shift the way we are thinking. Because there are instances where God delivers us from things, and there are instances where he walks with us through things. And there's a difference. I believe in that season, he was walking me through something, not delivering me from something. And you might be there too. So if we're going to experience success, and if we 
are going to continue operating in our sonship and our thinking as children of God, we have to shift our perspective. So, you know, this year um, was a pretty monumental year for Alejandra and I um, concerning our children. And I keep using children references because this is all about what this topic is about father uh, and children, that relationship there. So this year, again, was monumental for us in the fact that this 2019-2020 school year, our oldest daughter, Annabelle, started kindergarten. And it was crazy. I mean, those of you who are parents out there and have put your kids in school and have been there on the first day, you know what the first day feels like. There's a whole lot of things going on. There's a whole lot of thoughts racing through your head. I remember when we showed up with Annabelle and walked her into the school. The school was huge. And we were thinking, we're going to drop our kid off here in this big school. What is she going to do? Is she going to know where to go? Um, she doesn't know anybody here. She's never met her teacher before. Is she going to make friends? Is she going to uh, excel here at school? I mean, there's so many thoughts. Is she going to be okay all by herself? Is she really ready for this? And I believe in a lot of those thoughts that we were thinking that we experienced there, there was feelings of fear and abandonment, maybe even you know, feelings of loss of control, because I can't control my child's situation. I can't control the environment that she's in. If somebody's bullying her, I'm not there in the moment to be able to rescue her from that. Um, if she's making bad choices, I'm not able to be there to get onto her before she's got to move her clip from one color to the next or get in trouble with the teacher. And so there's all these things racing through uh, my mind in that moment. But I realized that as I was walking that out, God revealed the truth to me in that. And the truth was this. As a father, I know there are things that my child has to go through and things that she has to learn for her own growth and benefit. But just as it is that way with her and I, so it is with God as my father and me as his son. You see, because I know the truth is when I drop Annabelle off at school, I, I, I know the bigger picture because I've been through school. These are things that she has to walk through and she has to learn how to do on her own because this is how she's going to grow into who God's called her to be. And it's the same thing with us. God has the bigger picture in mind and we must rest in his love and his goodness toward us by learning how to trust him. So answering that question, what kind of father is God? He's a good one. He's a loving one. And he's a caring one. And what does it mean for me to be a child? It means to trust in my father. You see, when babies are born, they don't have a choice. They just trust. They don't know anything different. That is the approach of a child, is to trust their parent. And that's the same approach that we have to have with God. So what does it mean when I, when, what, do, what do we mean when we say, I am a child of God? We're saying that I belong to him and I trust him with my life. I trust him with everything. So I want to review this because I think this is really good. And, and I think, um, you know, here as we're ending our time, I want to make sure you grasp this concept. But so God has given us the right. He's given you the right, the opportunity to become his child to be his child. And because you've accepted Jesus, you are his, you belong to him. But there are things inevitably that happen in life that make us think differently, see things differently. So what happens when those questions come up? When we ask, what happens, what happens when we think that God is not the father he should be? 
you know, sometimes what, what, what we do is we, we begin to believe the lies of the enemy in that moment, and he places a wedge between us and God, and it can start to fester an orphan mindset or thinking in us. But we cannot live there. We have to cross the divide to go back to thinking and operating just like a, just like a son or a daughter of God does. And so how do we do that? We trust in our Father. We trust that even though we're going through some hard things, He has what's best for us in mind as we go through them. And so we cross that bridge over the divide of doubt, fear, and lack of trust, and we do it by saying, God, we trust you. Father, we trust you. Even though we don't understand what's going on, we trust that you are working things out for our good. And you can trust him. That's what Romans eight fourteen through 16 said when we read that. You are his beloved child. He loves you. And as, as he whispers to you, let God, invite God in and, and, and do that. God, will you tell me who I am? Will you affirm me? Will you remind me who I am? as a son or a daughter of God. And as he is doing that, Holy Spirit is affirming God's fatherhood in your life. Trust him in that. So how can we help uh, ourselves trust in God more? We have to shift our perspective. We have to understand that even us as parents, we know, as parents, we know there are things that our children have to go through and learn for their own growth and benefit. And so it is with God as our Father and we as His children. Because remember, He's got the bigger picture in mind. And we're going to rest in His love and His goodness toward us. And as we do that, we're going to learn to trust God more. So I want to give you two application questions here so that you can go and be thinking about this and take this teaching even deeper. And uh, so question number one, what areas of your life are being dominated by an orphan mindset or thinking? Think inside yourself and ask yourself that question. What areas of your life are being dominated by an orphan mindset or thinking? And I want you to find the area with the shortest divide, okay? And I want you to cross the trust bridge there. So what does that look like? Maybe it's, don't start with these big things, right, in your life that you may be at odds with the Lord about. Maybe like a financial situation, um, maybe right now in uh, in everything that's going on in the world, there's a lot of unknowns and things that have been left unexplained. But start with something as simple as your day. Maybe wake up tomorrow and say, God, I trust you in my day. Actually, better yet, do it right now as you're listening to this. Maybe it's uh, Maybe you're listening to it this morning. Maybe you're on your lunch break right now. But commit to right now in this moment, God, I trust you with my day. Whatever, you know what's best for me. And whatever it is that I'm walking through here, I trust that you are leading me. You're walking this out with me for a reason, for me to see something. And the second application is find an area in your life where you have experienced consistent failure or disappointment. And I want you to ask God this question. God, what are you leading me to experience through this? What do you want me to see? You know, we talked about the importance um, of that question in the last ep- uh, the last episode, and I'd encourage you if you didn't if you hadn't heard it yet, go back and listen to our episode. Um, not why or not what, but why. Not not why, but what. I'm sorry, not why, but what. 
And uh, we talked a little bit about this, but, you know, God's leading you to experience something. And what is that something? You know, because it's really important that God's trying to lead you through something specific. If he's not rescuing you from the situation, he's trying to show you something. So, friends, I hope this is this teaching was an encouragement to you today. Um, I hope that this is uh, this is a blessing to your life and maybe help you shift some perspective uh, within yourself. If this podcast was a benefit to you today, please like it, share it, uh, rate and review it, share it with your family and with your friends. Uh, this, you know, you can find uh, our podcasts on on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those things. Uh, share those links with your friends and your family and those who you know need to hear this message today. If you have any questions, any comments, suggestions, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at rekindlepodcast at gmail.com, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate your feedback. So, friends, why should we work on rekindling the flame in our life? I'll tell you why. Because God wants you, and the world needs you, and you deserve your best. I'm glad you joined me today. Look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye.